the window had been busted out and our gear, part of our gear had been stolen. Uh, there's nowhere to play up here at all. I'm sitting there kind of by myself, like waiting for my marriage. And, and the mirrors, like they, the mirrors kind of like spin open like 90 degrees, like they kind of rotate open. And all these women in sexy lingerie can come walking out from behind the mirrors. I'm just well, going to throw this out there that it almost sounded like you were kind of the dark side sometimes of the scene. Just when I parted ways with monuments and so it was a really, really desperate time of my life. At the end of it, our bass player told us, like, he just looked at us and was like, yeah, this is my last show. So, like, basically back to the beast era. Dealing with this alcohol intake and we're at a Christian festival and we're supposed to be a Christian band. I was kind of like, man, this, this sucks. This is not a good look. Welcome back to Dark Side of the Scene. I'm Brandon alongside Ed. My balls. How have they been <laughs> rubbed lately? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. How was I supposed to answer that one? <laughs> anyway. And they, inst- and they instantly turned off this <laughs> episode. <laughs> well, like, it's been a... It's been a it's been a minute since we made one, but the audience doesn't know that, so I don't know how to behave anymore. Yeah, we took a couple week break, and then no one will know the difference because we still had so many episodes that by the time this comes along, we'll still be in sequence. Oh well, that's good. So yeah, uh, I'll take the gripe for today. I was scrolling through Facebook a few minutes ago, and I saw someone had posted something about the proverbial big things coming, like huge opportunities, which in my Facebook memories, ironically, I was contacted about five years ago from someone with a huge opportunity to play a show, and they wanted us to pay them $2,500 to get on this show. So seeing through my Facebook memories and (laughs) kind of, thought was funny because about 10 minutes later I'm scrolling through and I seen someone post up that they had huge opportunities on the horizon and I've seen other bands do this lately too and maybe this is a new thing in the last five to so many years but they ask for people to help fund them Mm. it's hard enough to get people to enjoy your music as it is for free who the hell's really going to pay you money like, I guess if you're giving them something like, oh, here, here's some money so you can get this shirt or something like, what's the, where's the reward at? Mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know. know. It's it's like the, I get like, it's like go for GoFundMe's, you know, for people yeah. with injuries and accidents or fire loss or their animal needs, you know, veteran care. I mean, I personally would not ask my band to do such a thing no to me it's just a little cringy i mean it's yeah i mean it's bad enough like we use (laughs) we're we're kind of like stubborn in our ways that we don't really use our i mean i think at the beginning we used our own money 
to start looking for merch but like nowadays we don't really pour our own money into it like we should and like we base it on sales and merch and shit so i couldn't see us like go you know we need all these other things so we need money from you which bad enough to get people to go to shows and then you know yeah you're doing that i don't know the the whole process to me is just kind of like i mean i may have asked someone hey come support this and that but it's not i feel like it's you're on the street corner asking out money like spare some change you got some (laughs) spare change like that's that's what it comes (laughs) off to me (laughs) That reminded me of something that happened to me Saturday, which is kind of unrelated, but in a way it is. What um, went on? I went to like a little car meet and I walked to Martin's, which is a supermarket chain around in Indiana. People aren't aware of that. And I got like a sandwich because it was early in the morning. I needed breakfast and I didn't want to walk to McDonald's. And sometimes I just like to walk to places. So I went and got a sandwich and a water and an energy drink. And then I sat down in front of the restaurant. They had like some sort of that's a restaurant supermarket. They had some sort of little square circle where he had like picnic benches and shit. And I sat there and this guy that looked like Robin Williams came by. He goes, man, this weather, man, I don't know when it's going to rain or not. And he goes, do you got a, do you got any spare change so I could get something to eat? And here I am eating a sandwich going, no, man, I only have card. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and then he walked away, excuse me. He walked away. And then I'm like, was that my guardian angel like testing me? You know, did I fuck up? I don't know. I kept eating. I mean, I could have like been nice and bought him something to eat, but most of the time they could just want money for booze. And yeah, I don't know. That just whole that whole spare change thing. Sorry, I went on tangent. No, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. It's just maybe it, I'm out of touch these days, but I've never understood the whole. Maybe it's a pride thing, and maybe people, I guess it's one of the deadly sins or whatever, but I've had too much pride to ask for money from someone. Hell, I don't even like people to help me, like to ask for help. So, so it takes a lot. Like I've been putting a big giant fucking Skyfort swing set together, and I've had a couple of people come help, and I don't like asking someone to come help me because it's my own dis- my own fuck up of buying something that needs put together, I guess. So it's no one else's responsibility to put it together with me. What if people enjoy putting things together? I mean, like, is this something that you need help for? I mean, because that makes sense if they came over to help you. Yeah, it's definitely not a one-person job. It right. It's to have two people, so. Right, because it'll probably collapse on you, or it'll collapse on your children because, you yeah. know, your, your pride got the best of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've still got some to go, but it's it's dude, almost finished. I'm crossing my fingers that I'll get most of it done tomorrow. Been too just, cold rainy the last two days to finish anything right you should do the podcast inside of it when you're done (laughs) (laughs) coming from you live from the sky fort in my backyard right (laughs) well you're still out there listening we appreciate you guys we've been going on for two months straight now release schedule wise and i guess you guys are still out there we're still getting downloads so appreciate that it's probably just all me. I like re-listen to it over and over just to like bring the stats up. Oops. No. Uh one IP address only gets one credit. Oh, interesting. That's how the algorithms work for. Like it only records the IP address. So 
Nice. Every every individual new IP address counts as one download. So when we get like 40 or something downloads, that's all 40 different devices, internet, however they go with the IP address. It's all 40 different individuals. That's amazing. <laughs> so stick with it, guys. We appreciate that. Yeah. Trying to make things entertaining for you guys. Hopefully you enjoy it. And if you've got a story and you want to come on here, send an email to Brandon at Dark Side of the Scene. Get something scheduled. We're pretty much booked up through the next six, seven weeks. Some things we were booked up for, I've yet to receive my paperwork. So they're only penciled in. So if you have not sent me your form, you're probably not going to be on an episode. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> But with that, we've got a, someone waiting to come in. He's already sent an email asking if everything's good. So we'll go ahead and bring him on in. So hang tight. We're joined tonight by our guest, Mike. Mike, thanks for coming out and talking to us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was going to announce that, well, m- we usually don't use the uh, camera portion of this. And I think nowadays with all the guests... I'm going to try to guess what they look like by their voice, but some of them have their camera on because they know they think it's going to be a camera thing. And then I see them. So I can't play this game. So (laughs) it'll be funny to guess what people look like by their voice and try to guess what they look like. I'm going to play this game with people. I don't know why. Maybe I was using a deep fake. That wasn't actually me at all. Oh, I just have a picture of a better looking man. Well, I'll forget what you looked like originally as we go on. Maybe. (laughs) I'm not very smart. I'll get a silhouette of like Daredevil or something. There you go. Next time. Yeah. Marvel guy. <laughs> I could turn on my video, then you'd see uh this is why we don't have video on. You have to look at this ugly mug. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it looks like you're talking to to me from prison. That's what that looks like when you <laughs> pop up. Where, where are you where are you from, Michael? I'm I'm in Delaware County. Uh I'm right outside of Philadelphia in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Well, what's the scene like there? Well, uh, I guess a little background on me first, I guess. Sure, uh, sure. So I, uh, I'm full-time musician. Um, I do, uh, I have my, my own business teaching, uh, music mm. school. Um, I wrote a couple of books on teaching and improvisation and things like that. Uh, I play in a metal band called Siberia. Um, we have three records out now the fourth one's set to drop this pretty soon uh and i also play in a rockabilly band called delco billy because we're from delco nice. uh, and we mainly do like everything from the 50s backwards so all the sun record shit eddie cochran gene vincent johnny cash mm. that kind of stuff roy orbison the stray cats um Three guys, it's just a, stand, a drummer standing up, a guy with a guitar, and a bass player. So really, really stripped down, uh, roots rock, whatever they call it. Mm. So, uh, and then uh, orchestra work for uh, theaters, high schools, community theaters, pit work. So I'm playing keys, guitar, mandolin, banjo, you name it. Uh, March is crazy busy with with theater work. I did. So far, seven different shows. 
So 40 some odd performances, something like that. Cause you do two, two shows Saturdays and I guess, yeah. So it's just a big blur of, of doing all these different musicals and then doing a metal show and then doing rockabilly shit and then doing like, <laughs> but yeah. So what's the, what's the most popular, I'd say about your bands, which one's the most popular? Well, the rockabilly one, probably. Yeah, I would it's just easier. I can imagine. It's yeah. much safer for a club that we don't know people that we don't know walking in and trying to sell it. Yeah. Uh, listen, there's only three of us. We're not that loud. We can basically set up in a corner and there's no stage or lights. You don't have to worry about any of that shit. Yeah. And, uh, and no one else is doing it. So it's, it's a very easy thing to sell. Mm -hmm. um, the metal stuff, definitely harder, definitely less places that will have it, less people that come out to see it. Uh, it didn't used to be that way, but that's just a sign of, you know, that's just the way things are right now around here. Is it, is it because you, you're called Siberia and then they get confused with the other Siberian band? <laughs> no, I wish it was just, yeah, I wish it could be just like our fault. Like okay. it's bigger, it's a much bigger systemic problem. Okay. Uh, South street, especially um, in the nineties, which is when I started playing in punk bands and metal bands and stuff. South street was still pretty good. Uh, mm -hmm. South street's like, where the TLA is, um, which is still there, but it used to be a, a, a place with just culture for kind of like outcasts and outcast music. Mm. So there'd be, I don't know, 10 bars, let's say that had music, but like that had bands in a, in a three mile radius down the same street, you know? So you'd have people walking down the street and, and, you know, like Nirvana and Rage Against the Machine played at Dobbs, which was a popular bar. And then Dobbs became the Pontiac and then it became Dobbs again. And then it closed, it closed at more time. It just closed a lot of times. And then there were other clubs, same thing. Hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, over time they just started closing their doors, you know, and now there's almost nothing left. I mean, it, it's, I went to see a band there, uh, a couple years back and parked my car on South street. So that just tells you like, it's just not it, the, whatever culture mojo, whatever you want to call it, it's just not there anymore. Now, you know, urban music and rap music is way more popular than it was in the 2000s, 90s. So that is prime, probably a factor. Um, but it's to me, why wouldn't the clubs have that there at their clubs too? I don't, I don't, why would they have that music there? If that's, what's popular? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, but it's not like no one listens to music or goes out and sees music. It's just, they don't see bands. Yeah. <laughs> they don't see metal bands. They, they, they do, but it's a much more niche audience of people in, in my opinion. You know, when I, um, coming up, you know, I, I knew a lot of guys that were older than me that played music professionally and they all said South street used to be the best place to go to make money and, and play because you didn't have to do any promotion because there'd be people waiting to get in like the guy, you know, you had the door guy with the freaking clicker because the place was full. So mm. if one person left, okay, we'll let one more, one more person in. And this was seventies, eighties, you know, not, not, not the time, you know, guys older than me, 10, 20 years older than me. Uh, so it's just been a, basically a slope 
into the toilet since then. And now the Trocadero is gone. The Trocadero was like a pretty big, uh, used to be a burlesque theater that they turned into a, a, a venue for music. Um, and it had a, a balcony upstairs too, that, that local bands could play that they couldn't draw, you know, a thousand people, but you could play up at the balcony and still have a really good show. Cause it was usually the same guys that worked there running sound and doing everything else. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like you, we saw Bob Dylan there, you know, bands like big bands, uh, motorhead strapping young lad, Meshuga, you know, uh, that place closed. Uh, North Star. North Star was over near uh, near the zoo on Gerard, off Gerard. Uh, saw Dick Dale there and Marty Friedman. And geez. Anyway, that place is gone too. <laughs> wow. That place is gone. Uh, the fire is left. Uh, this, this lovely woman, uh, Karen, she runs it. Um, and they still have pretty rambunctious, crazy metal shows. But it's, like I said, it's... Uh, primarily for the people that like that kind of thing. It's not just kind of like, there's this weird barrier where it's like, we're a place that has music. Please come and see music. It's not like that anymore. I don't know if I'm making it clear, you know, like people who like metal can come and see this, but people who just like music aren't going to just walk in there. Like, I, I just want to hear whatever's here. Yeah. See what I mean, it, and that's, that's something that's, that is missing that probably was different. Hmm. What do you think caused all that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, you know, people have a lot of options. Uh, and I mean, around here, there's, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, honestly. I mean, I think for, if, if I'm a bar owner, at least the way that, some of the bars around here operate, it's very hard to, to, you know, cater to everybody. You see what I mean? So like bars get the notoriety, like this is a metal bar. This is a bar that has cover bands. This is a bar that's a sports bar, yeah. the bar that has strippers, whatever, you know? Uh, and I, I don't know how you create a culture where it's just like, everybody's welcome here. Any kind of music will work here. So one night we're going to have rappers one night we're going to have jazz. One night we're going to have techno. One night we're going to have metal. One night we're going to have friggin' polka music. You know, I, I don't know how you create that culture and then convince people to buy into it. Unless, unless you're open-minded enough. You know, it's not yeah. for everybody. Like, let's be clear. You know, some people don't like that shit. <laughs> right. But I, I think it would be great to be exposed to it. Like... And, and sometimes, you know, you like, you know, I always tell my students, like, even if you don't like playing guitar, you don't like playing piano or whatever, like if you're exposed to it, you're in a much better position than later in life than if you never were. You think about like baseball, if, if you never played baseball, right? And then you get to high school and you're like, I want to try out for baseball. Everybody's been playing baseball for friggin' 10 years. You're screwed. You can't keep up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that that whole skill set has been like baked in for so long. Now you have to you have so much to to work into to catch up to. So I, I don't know. I I don't know. I see different clubs around here trying things with mixed results. 
Mm. You know, I think pe- some people are still leery to come out at all. And, and then the other problem is, is a lot of people like at the age, uh, it doesn't seem like people like under, let's say 35, go to bars to see bands around here. At least, and it, that could also be my age showing that I don't see it because the bands that I go see or the bands that we play with are in our late 30s and 40s. Hmm. But when we go play rockabilly shows, it's people in their 50s and 60s. It's not like all of a sudden, you know, and we're playing completely different places, totally different clubs, clubs that wouldn't have the metal shit, you know? Yeah. I think there's a disconnect and it kind of goes along with the rise of social media and smartphones. I've said this on other episodes, I think, but we have the whole world at our fingertips now. And it's basically made where no one wants to go out and do anything and have social interactions because they live their life through their phone and social media. And I think that is a big part of why the younger generation, they don't even play music. Like, I don't know. I have kids in school and I couldn't tell you anyone that they know that plays any type of music, huh? like no instruments or anything like that. And I couldn't tell you one of the last times I'd seen a band around here that was like high school age kids doing bands like, Back when I was playing, we were in high school in the early 2000s or whatever. That's what everyone did around here. Like, that was the cool thing. On a Friday night, there would be a local show and everyone would be there. Nowadays, it's like you had a local show and nobody comes unless it's your significant other or a couple of your buddies. Mm -hmm. So it's like the younger generation just doesn't care. I'm seeing a little bit of like, you know, I'll have students who I've been teaching for 15 years so like i'll and i and usually uh if if the kid's really interested they basically just take lessons until they go to college um so i've had these experiences with kids where they start i start with them when they're like nine or ten or whatever and by the time they're 15 or 16 they're like they're just completely checked out and then we have to have that talk you know it's like okay well how come you're not practicing like you know it's like, well, I don't really want to practice. I don't really care about playing the piano. I'm like, well, what do you care about? Because obviously you like music. Like you just don't like what where, what I'm giving you. And then they're like, well, I want to make, you know, I want to learn how to make dubstep. I want to learn how to make trap music. I want to learn how to be dead mouse, this kind of stuff. So I'm like, well, I know enough about that. Like, let's do that. It's all the same to me. So they, they learn music production. Right. So they learn sound design as much of it as, as you can learn, you know, sound design, how to work a doll, how to do, how to do uh, arrangements, how to do mixing, how to do mastering the whole pipeline. Right. And, and what ends up happening is, is they go like, it's the opposite of what we probably did. If you guys played in bands where we played in bands and we used four track recorders and we used reel to reels and all that shit and ADAT and, Mix, screwed around with mixing boards and everything. They do it the other way. He, he or she will, will, everything's in the box. And then they're like, this just sounds like every other goddamn thing I'm listening to. I want to sound like me. So they go out and start buying instruments. They start, go out and start buying modular synths and, and keyboards and shit like that. And okay, how do I record this thing? Okay, I can't afford to record a drum kit with you know, nice preamps and 
15 microphones in a nice room. I'm going to use this field recorder and I'm going to use like this 57 or 58 or whatever. And I'm going to record them into a, a tape deck. And then I'm going to put the tape deck in Ableton or Logic. And then I'm going to use that. And they start playing these things for me. And it stops sounding like electronic music. It starts sounding like, like, like music, like, like, yeah. like very bespoke. Not that that's not music, but it's, it doesn't have like a fingerprint as well as, as deep as, this type of stuff does because it's more unique. You know, the drums don't sound perfect. You know, he played the, 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 the one kid I'm thinking of specifically, you know, he, he can kind of play the trumpet, like not very well, but like well enough to kind of hit the note he wants to hit for this thing. So it's like, and he didn't tune it, you know, but it's like, this sounds awesome. Cause it doesn't sound like the shit that he listened to. He, 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 he evolved past it. The same way that we're supposed to evolve past the stuff that we listen to and, and come full circle. Like, uh, you know, like you can write music based on the people you like. You might not know you're doing it. And then you get past that point where you're just kind of yourself. And then you get to a point where it's like, yeah, well, I'm going to do this. And that's kind of like so-and-so, you know. So there's all these things. So I, I see that once, like. I don't, I'm not saying every kid I ever taught is like that, but a lot of kids I have taught, uh, do become like that where they're yeah. like, I, I want to copy this electronic artist or this rapper. How do I make this sound? And then they make the sound and they're like, Oh, this is so like, this is so easy. How do I like not do this? <laughs> well, you kind of adapted how to give lessons in a different kind of way though. You know, you had to, no, because that's a lot what you offered. Like you had to teach a kid how to record himself, which is, I feel like not most teachers would go out of their way to do that. You know, huh. as far as I know, I don't, I usually just think like most instrument teachers just teach them the instrument and not how to use like the recording abilities. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I mean, people said that and I just like, I would just assume to me, because this is just my, uh, you know, I, I just try to like learn as much about everything as I could because right. we had to, to make records. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to pay a freaking guy to mix this thing. Like, how do we do it? How do I record drums without going out and, you know, doing all this? Or how do I do there's the, the, the punk rock DIY aesthetic, you know, the, the first record we did, I did the vocals in a car. You know, because the cars are pretty soundproof. So I would drive out. You know, <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> yeah, I drive out to a mall, you know, in the middle of the night or drive out to a park and, and tape the microphone to the steering column and scream into it. And it and then, sounded great. It sounded And the like cops get called. Yeah. <laughs> I had the cops come up on me once and I said, yeah, here's what I'm doing. And the guy was just like, get, just get, just get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. Go play with yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... You know, like if, if to me, I see the same things in the people that I teach, like they could go the same direction where they just become obsessed, you know, where it, nothing else in the world matters except being a great musician and saying whatever it is that you need to say. And that might not even be a conscious thing, but, hmm. and sometimes they just need a push, you know, like and the biggest push is that shit don't have to be perfect. It just has to, it just has to get done. <laughs> yeah. And here's how you get it done, whatever you have. Right. So, uh, you know, 
I, I don't I don't think that kid has ever gone out and played a club or has any desire to right now. Right. But mm-hmm. when he's he's gonna go to go to college and he's not the only kid I'm thinking of because other kids have, you know, later on down the road sent me messages like, Hey, you know, I'm playing at so and so, you know, that guy's a dick. How come the guy's trying to offer me, you know, time on a shore house instead of just paying me? I said, yep, that's the guy. <laughs> so. Nice. Huh. So uh, I had a question. Ah, shoot. Oh, well. Um, so aside from that, like any other like randomly strange, bad experiences you've had, like, you know, in your musical career, like. Well, I mean, geez. Yeah. I'm plenty, you know, bad yeah. bad shows, bad you know, bad uh booking agents, bad everything. Yeah. You know, I, I don't even know where to start with that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I could tell you um don't play clubs named after insects. <laughs> we have bad experience <laughs> with the cockroach like the beehive or the the cricket club in or like anything like like that sounds like that uh there's <laughs> definitely going to be a fight like i could just the wolf spider yeah the wolf, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. never mind actually i remember what i was going to say so like you said basically your your scene went went downhill was is it was an eco- economical thing maybe like I'm trying to picture what Philly's like. I feel like there's just a lot of hardworking people with just want more work, less play. That's kind of how like our how our area is because you know a lot of shows would happen during the week and we we're in RV land, so uh, a lot of people aren't gonna like get out get out late and knowing they have to get up real early to make them damn RV. So I feel like anything during the week which is a lot of touring bands do, you know, they have to pass them up because they can't go to the show. And then sometimes nothing good happens on the weekends for these people that, you know, work their nine to five RV job, you know? I think, uh, I, I was just thinking, uh, well, yeah, I, I, that Philly primarily have, has just fucked themselves into the dirt mm. because they, they put parking meters everywhere. <laughs> so that's the first problem. Chicago like yeah if if you want to go to see a a band you're already 25 bucks in the hole just to fucking park (laughs) okay and and people don't want to deal with it people are just like no and and the tickets are outrageous the even the tickets to see local bands you know it's going up so it was five bucks now it's 10 some places it's 12 some places that were just hole in the wall shitholes are Ticketmaster clubs now oh boy okay i'm not going to name names but like places that we played at where you go outside when you're packing up and there's like somebody pissing in the street they change nothing about the club now it's a Ticketmaster club and they're charging Ticketmaster prices to to play you know needle dicks fucking hole in the wall so that's a problem that's a big problem and then the crime the crime in the city is is and the and everything else, you know, the shootings and everything else, it's it's a deterrent. You mm. know, I don't want to go in the city and get killed. I don't want to go in the city and play in a place where I can get killed 
and have to pay to fucking park and usually have don't get any drinks comped. By the time all that happens, I owe them money. <laughs> I didn't get paid. <laughs> I feel like Philly sounds like Chicago. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's the exact same problems. <laughs> Delaware, it's not as much that. Delaware is very close, so there's a couple mm. there's there's a handful of bars still where you can play. Um there used to be more. Uh it's not like that. Mm. Not yet. Not yet. It seems more like a bigger city thing, at least just from who we've talked to and everything. It seems like the bigger cities is where all the stuff like that happens. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was bad before it was bad in, in the, in the, I guess, nineties, two thousands. I remember the one bar on South street was like, like, like a, like a, um, what do you call it? Like uh, Amsterdam or whatever. Like like all the biker clubs would meet there to have like a like a sit down, and there was like no violence, you know. So like you'd be at, you'd be sitting you'd be outside walking around, and you'd see three bikers from each biker club roll up, you know, the, mm-hmm. the pagans and the warlocks and the wheels of soul and and all these other ones, and they'd all go in there and and hash out whatever it was that they were you know, territory or product or whatever, just a beef. And then they'd all go on their way. And, you know, there was violence then. It's not like now's worse than then. Now, it, it, well, maybe now's a little worse than then, but, or a lot, I don't know. But uh, those guys didn't go away. Those guys are just insulated now, right? They're still doing the same thing. They, they just have guys on the street doing what they were doing then, you know? So, like, there was a shooting on South Street right in front of a club that closed, like, soon after that, you know, and, and it was rumored, you know, oh, it could be a territory thing or this or that. It's like, yeah, <laughs> of course it is. Mm. It's just not the same guys doing it anymore. Those guys have insulated themselves so much, you know. And, again, I don't know shit from Chinola. I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know. What I, I should I remember seeing and, and things I remember hearing, but mm. yeah, it, it's a big. You don't want to pay extra money to go to a place and get killed, right? Wasn't like Rocky filmed there <laughs> in the Italian market? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I was like. I was trying to picture what Philadelphia looked like, and then I thought, wait, Rocky. Yeah, the okay. Italian market and the art museum. Yeah, yeah, that's all I really have seen in the movies. Yeah. There was there was a punk rock club in the Italian market called Connie's Rick Rack, and that place closed uh, oh. recent, recent, pretty recently. Damn it, Connie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, places come and go and, and tastes come and go, but I, I feel like the city hasn't done a goddamn thing to, to enrich the culture at the same time. So basically, yeah. you're, you're saying it is going on a steady decline. Is it like just like up and down, up and down? It's more like decline. From what I see, it's just a decline. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's just a decline. Mm. And and the bars that are left aren't getting like this new influx of people. Just be like, where are the people that went to the old place? You know, you figure they'd start going there because there's no places left. And the bands are doing that. 
you know, the bands are definitely gravitating towards whatever's left. Now, are, is their fan base coming along for the ride? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. So you're, you're saying between basically this is like years of declining, you think? Oh, for sure. For sure. So, well, I guess we'll get to like the beast era. So what did you do during all that? Like obviously shutdown happened and, um, how did you keep busy, you know, musically and I lived, on, <laughs> I lived on my savings. That's what, that's what happened. I didn't, I, all my, most of my students went away. Oh man. Uh, and, and I didn't have any gigs or anything happening. So I lived on my savings and I slashed and burned everything that, uh, I was spending money on that didn't matter. Mm. Uh, I stopped going to the gym. I started biking everywhere. I, canceled my Netflix, canceled my everything. And uh, I don't miss any of it, to be honest. I never went back. <laughs> well, well, man, that's a good thing in a way. Yeah, I never know. went back. I, I haven't yeah. seen a movie or watched a television show in like three years. Mm. I've just been 100% on the grind playing and teaching and writing. That's good. I mean, and I don't I think... miss any of that shit. Yeah. I feel like it's a distraction anyway, honestly, anything like, and I'm guilty of it. I'll feel like, well, I need to go play PlayStation or I got to watch this movie when I could be actually like grinding on a song that came out of my shitty soul versus somebody <laughs> watching somebody else's idea and thinking, why didn't I think of that? No, I mean, yeah, I get it. It's a, yeah. Social media is a huge distraction in itself. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think, um, it amounts to much as far as like reaching people that were going to come out and see you. Mm. I think it's probably like 1%. So if it is 1%, that's about as good as I'm looking, <laughs> you guys can't see me, but I'm looking at the pile of postcards that I mail for my, for my school to try to get clients. Yeah. And it's, it's like throwing darts, right? It takes so much energy and time and money to reach a person who is willing to see your message and talk to you when they don't know who you are. Yeah. Right? It's, it's the hardest part of, of a business, you know, like when you make, when they make the call and you answer the phone, you're, you're, unless you're just a moron, you're, you're, or you can't help them. Like you have a customer, yeah. like just getting that customer interested in you. It takes so much energy. Okay. Facebook and, and Instagram and promoting that way is the same thing, but it's, it's, I, I don't, I don't think the percentage is as high. I think it's lower for sure. You know, you, you get all the metrics and things. It's like, well, this person, if you spend money on ads and you know, this, this is how many people saw your ad. And it's like, you know, okay. How many of them are actually going to do anything? And it's like one, it's one percent less or less, you know. Yeah. So. So like uh, basically, like, what at what point when? Okay, so you're kind of living like with the bare necessity. So at one point, did it pick got start picking up? Like when things start opening up, and you're like, oh, now people want to take lessons from me. You know, like. I think. You're, um, well, yeah, when your opportunities start coming back to you. I have to look at my calendar, but I think it was March, like the, the first theater season when people were allowed to start going to theaters again, if they were masked up, you know? Yeah. 
Um, and at that point, I said yes, of course. I wear a goddamn spacesuit, uh, and I was just so happy to be useful. <laughs> no, that's a good feeling. Yeah, I mean, I was just so happy to have any kind of like interaction. I was just in a really bad place. Yeah. I was just by myself all the time. I was going for these super long bike rides just to get the hell out of my house, and I couldn't spend any money. And uh, it was just, it was scary. Yeah. And I was just, I was like, I don't even care if you don't, pay, if you pay me or not. Like, <laughs> right. I was just, so that was probably, jeez, uh, that was probably two years ago. Mm. So that's when it started like slowly coming back where people were, maybe even last year, actually. Mm. No, it was the year before that. Yeah, so two years ago. Yeah, I feel like that's about the time everything else. And then, you know, everything's like slowly picking up. But then, you know, the decline of, you know, some businesses didn't survive, obviously, which sucks. Mm -hmm. Some venues didn't survive. And then we got to deal with like inflation. And, you know, it's like, geez, like we just got our ass beat. Now we're just, it's like almost like more, I don't know, more negativity. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You know, a lot of art in Siberia included, you know, we had that, we had our record done. The one we just finished, like now. Uh, That was done then, even before then. And it was, we're starting to talk, okay, you know, how are we going to get this recorded? Who are we going to get to do the, you know, where are we going to do the tracking? Who's going to, how, what's the philosophy? The whole thing. And then it was just like, well, why bother? Who's going to buy it? Yeah. Who's going to listen to it? We can't go out and play any shows. Like, what's the point? Mm. And, you know, other people we know, you know, they, they were sitting on product. They're sitting on records. They're sitting on merch that they made, and they can't fucking sell it. They can't go out and do anything. So then they're trying to live stream, and, and then they're trying to learn that whole minefield you know, and we do that a little bit too, but we weren't doing it in a desperate, like, we just need somebody to buy our shit because we're, we're sitting on it. And, you know, you make a record. It's like, you got a, you got a hand grenade. Like you have to throw that thing and like, you got to get it out. You got to get as many people eyes on it as possible. Cause it, it, it doesn't last long. The hype. Yep. Right? <laughs> so then, that, I yeah. mean, that just serious problem for, for so many people. So it's like, okay, well I, I have like, it's like, it, it becomes this like existential crisis. Like I have all this shit I want to say, but like no one's listening. Cause I can't play. <laughs> yeah. I, that happened to a few bands. I know they had, they're ready to drop something and then poof, the world fell down and they had to hold on to it. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh man. I just, I mean, my band didn't have anything going on. Like, that important so no but we couldn't get together so (laughs) yeah so some of us just wrote music at home and hope for the best and that's what i did you know just hope for the best that somebody be listening after all this if things don't pick up you know the whole new normal crap (laughs) yeah like there's another band in in jersey that i play with um they're a cover band and they live pretty far away, so we never rehearsed. I was gonna say, like, isn't that how far of a drive is that? It's it's about two hours. Yeah, oh, they're right. in, they're in Union, New Jersey. So it's oh, I guess I have to look at the map. I just thought it was further. I don't know. I'm dumb. 
Let's look at him. No, New Jersey, New Jersey, I can bike there. It's not far. Oh. But where he is, where they are and where they play is pretty far. It's almost mm. New York City. Uh, okay. It's it's right where they filmed all the shots in Sopranos. Yes. Uh <laughs> it's like right we we played this one place that was like right down the street from Pizza Land. That shot that, that place Pizza Land, it's in the opening like title in the Sopranos. Yeah. And nice. I was like, holy shit, that's Pizza Land. <laughs> And uh, so those guys, uh, they're older than me, um, not by too much, but they are. And they've been playing Jersey forever. And it could be because they've been playing Jersey forever or just because the culture in Jersey is different. Um, I remember the first show I did with them and I was pretty scared because we'd never rehearse. And the guy just gave me a list of like 60 songs and he was like, just know all these and we just kind of call them out. We don't really even have like a set list. Right. So I'm like, what? what? Like guys are six, 60 songs. How many, how much time did you have? Three hours to learn 60 songs. Oh no, no, no. The, oh. the set, when we played together, uh, it's like a three hour set. Yeah. We, we talked on the phone like two weeks okay. before the show. And uh, a lot of the songs I already knew it's, you know, kind of cover band stuff. And uh, there's always a couple here and there that he hits me with. And I'm like, shit, I don't remember that song. Right. And uh, so we played this place. Uh, and I remember being real nervous because I was just like, man, I don't know what these guys, these guys are crazy. Like, we don't rehearse at all. And uh, <laughs> he just starts calling out the songs and people just start moving around and dancing and having a good time. Yeah. And around here, it's not like that. Like, it's not even when you go to a bar to see bands that play that kind of shit, people don't just get up and move around and, and dance. They have to be like coerced. Like it's kind of weird. I mean, most, weird. most cover bands really get everybody moving to begin with. Right. So, huh. right. It, it's not like that around here. Maybe we're just too cynical or jaded or whatever. Uh, or it, it's a culture thing. Like we were talking about earlier, you know, we, we, we go out there, do, do stuff in Jersey and people would always be up on their feet moving around and Jersey has the same like culture that South street did. It used to be a really big, like, especially um, I guess black horse pike or white horse pike or one of the pikes, uh, big rock clubs, big rock clubs back in the day. And I saw a couple of them in, in on their downturn. Like we played, these places that were way too big for us to be there and we play for nobody. And from what they told me, they used to be union musicians, union clubs, which were just the mob. And uh, then anyway, huh. and uh, the places would be packed. The places would be packed with people dancing and going crazy. And uh, that culture is, is still there, but that like, I'm going to go see a band. Okay. When I see a band that plays, you know, Jesse's girl and friggin' hungry like the wolf. I'm going to get up and move around like just simple shit like that. Like hmm. it, it's, it's crazy, but it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause it's like, people don't know that that's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> you have to start singing your first song. Every time you play, you gotta play eye of the tiger. That's like the Philly song there. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> or whatever. The Rocky theme. The Rocky theme, yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna assume that that is like the big staple there. And then I don't know. Well, I've never been to Philly, so I don't know. 
And I think of Will Smith too. That's it. I do know from what the TV has talked about is Philly when it comes with their sports or whatever, they're notorious for flipping cars and doing all sorts of crazy, uh, after party celebrations. (laughs) We did see some of that. Nobody was flipping cars, but, um, when the first time they won the Super Bowl, the Eagles won the Super Bowl, we went down to Broad Street and uh, there was a crowd of people carrying around a guy in a wheelchair, like like he was a um, uh, like a like a Roman king or something. Like they were carrying <laughs> the entire chair, you know. They had the they had the chair and him with it up over their head, and they're they're passing him around. And uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't do any, they didn't hurt him or anything. I'm sure he had a good time, though. He had a good time, yeah. <laughs> right. I saw this year that they were greasing the street poles so people wouldn't climb on them. Yeah, that didn't didn't stop them. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> stop them. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Philly's crazy. Uh, it's it's the stadium now. The link is a much nicer stadium than the vet stadium used to be, uh, which is what I remember. Because then mm. me and my dad used to go to Eagles games at the Vet Stadium, um, and they were way le- like way more lenient about bringing booze into the games, <laughs> uh, bringing your own food. Uh, really, they had, they had a judge in the basement of the Vet that they would sentence people if, if they were you know they could just put you to jail right there. What uh, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they take their yeah. shit serious. They took their shit serious, and yeah. no one liked playing there because the turf was always all fucked up. Mm. Because it was a um, a multi-purpose stadium, so they'd use it for football and baseball. So there'd be like, um, like if you walked on a street where there's a trolley, you know, you have like the rail in the in the street, and there's like kind of like a little divot between where the rail is, so you can you get your foot caught in those divots and, and fall or get fucked up. <laughs> and yeah, they... <laughs> nice. so. That place was way rowdier than the link. The link is like very cleaned up. The the vet is like where they threw batteries at Santa and shit like that. You know. Wait, what? I guess I missed that one. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, the, this was. I think this was a while back, like eighties mm. or nineties. But they they snowballed Santa, and guys were putting batteries in the snowballs. And like you know, you could go to the bathroom, and the guys would be wetting the snowball with with a battery in it to get ice, make it icier, so they could throw it at the refs and throw it at Santa. Well, that's a dick move. What the yeah. hell? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have anything rowdy here. We have like Notre Dame. Again, like, I mean, I'm not into really football, but that's our thing here, and that's probably more important than music is really. I mean, it's probably why football. That's why we. Yeah, that's why our. Uh, one of our venues closed. Nobody cared. <laughs> so yeah, but a game. And there's there's a game. Everybody gets rowdy. But if it's something musical related, it's not. You know, it's yeah. important. It's it, it's it seems that way right now. Here, mm. um, I have uh, friends on the West Coast, and um, a lot of what happens is like it kind of something happens there, and then we say it like later. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, this thing is popular and then it'll just like reverberate around. And maybe four or five years ago, he was like, listen, my one friend was like, listen, man, cover bands are uh, tribute bands are going to be the new thing. Like bands that pretend to be the band 
Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. And and then sure shit. Like the the bands playing big venues and drawing money right now are, you know, the the journey experience and fifty one fifty and and you know, KISS whatever KISS cover band or Grateful Dead cup tribute band or uh like you could look at a marquee of, of a any venue around here that's big and at least three of the dates in the month are tribute acts. Yeah, we have a you have that too. Yeah. Yeah, we have a venue in Elkhart and sometimes they get something different, like Melissa Etheridge or whatever. But a lot of times they get like I forgot, like a Fleetwood Mac tribute band. I'm like, what? <laughs> we just but, had a pink droid down here this past <laughs> weekend. Right. <laughs> like because it's well actually funny enough i'm going to quote another podcast where they said like like they have these bands because they feel like rock music is dead and this is all they're going to latch onto because what uh, the genre died and like things that come out now or will never replace what was there so they got all these tribute bands i mean i guess it's a sad way to look at it <laughs> yeah i don't know if it's dead it's just kind of uh been replaced by something that's cheaper and more exciting to listen to right like there's maybe but like it's like those as the one guy said like if you listen to like you know hotel california everything is memorable in that song and it's like a lot of the songs we have now aren't like that they're just they're very you know, throwaway yeah yeah they're yeah pretty much very like throwaway. A flash in the pan shit and yeah people are just coming up with tribute bands for the stuff that matter. And it's like, wow, we, we could decline a lot in a way. <laughs> it's a lot like music was in the fifties where, mm. um, the, the artist didn't actually matter. The single did. Right. The lollipop. I call it the lollipop lollipop yeah. era. Yeah. Like the song is the only thing that mattered. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot like that era. It's funny too, because, like that music in the fifties, especially like the rockabilly shit. I'm thinking of specifically a lot of that stuff. Like the, the lyric content is like very surface level. Yeah. It's like, you know, I it's, it's either I'm trying to get laid. I wish I got laid or I got laid or the car or both. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You got laid by a car. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and the, the, like the really like, the urban stuff right now, the urban rap music, it's it's like that kind of thing too. It's mm. like very surface level. Like I'm the toughest, I'm the strongest, I get laid the most. It's like the same thing. It's interesting. Uh I wonder if it'll continue the same trajectory or it's just like mm. it goes up, 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 and then yeah. you know I think I've just gotten so old to where the rap anymore. One of my kids had a song planted by Extension or whatever the, I don't know what the fucker guy's name. That a penis pill? <laughs> sounds like it, uh, but Extension or something like that. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And it's kind of like mumbly sounding. I was like, oh, "It must be that mumble rap stuff that everyone yeah. keeps bitching about." Like, I won't lie. Like the new artist I like is like The Weekend because he can actually sing. I think. Oh, yeah. I don't really. I don't really hear too much auto tune. And then he puts synthwave in there, and I'm like, that just gives me a boner. Like, yeah, I like the synthwave. Like, I admire that guy. Like, then, but he's not really mumble rap. And then I just hear a little bit of Michael Jackson in there too. So it's like, oh, this guy's doing it right. And what I like about him the most is like he's kind of, he's kind of private. 
you know, mm-hmm. you don't see much about him. And I'm like, that's like Michael Jackson in a way. Like he just has this aura. My buddy but, ruined that dude for me because when that song came out that was popular, the I can't fill my face when I'm with you. Yeah. He was out picking up roadkill. He had a deer and he's put it in the back of the truck and that song was playing in the background. He's like, I can't <laughs> feel my face when I'm with you. And he's making the head of the deer's like mouth jerk as he's shaking it. So it's like the deer was singing with blood and guts all over. I was like, well, now every time I hear that song, I just think of the dead deer. Yeah. Have you, have you come in contact with this like country music that has all the rap like elements that they're, they're kind of trying to I... Hardy or whatever his name is. I don't know what I don't know the names of the artists. I just had students bring this stuff to me, and I'm like, I have not heard that stuff. It sounds yet. like like 808s and and 909s and and like trap beats with country shit going on. There's some new guy. I think his name's Hardy, and apparently he's been popular. He sounds like a typical country guy, but they have like I wouldn't call it like rock. It was more like a rocky metal rappy. I was like, this is almost like modernized Kid Rock from the 90s. This looked like the progression of what Kid Rock would have turned into, I think. <laughs> they were calling it Tractor Rap. <laughs> that sounds like that would yeah. be the correct name for it. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, actually, I had seen a, it's like a punk rock show Saturday, and it's a venue that used to play metal, and then the owner sold it. And then I think the owner wants to try a little metal, but somehow he let the promoter bring a punk rock band and he was saying the last big show they had there was like a country rap i don't know which artist it was but i guess it did really well here and i'm like figures <laughs> so i remember uh we saw um dmx rest at, in peace yeah yeah <laughs> we, we saw him at like a place that was way too small for him to be playing at yeah, and we were like, I am totally in. And they took all the chairs out of the. Uh, they took all the chairs out of the club, and they oversold the tickets probably. And they wanted everybody when they came in. And uh, that guy, like, say what you want about his personality. I'm sure you know. I've seen like, you know, his rap sheet. But the guy, the guy's got gigantic balls. Okay, he came out there by himself. I guess they had his music on an iPod or some shit. And he just did, he did two, three hours, you know, he, two hours by himself. Just no out hype, there selling. No hype, no hype guy, nothing. No hype guy, nothing. Man, he's, he's all reaping the the money for that then. Just him. And he did not, I mean, he, I couldn't do it. I couldn't go up there by myself and stand on that stage and just do all his songs and shit. And That's probably why I had a heart attack. <laughs> I think that's why I remember. Huh. Yeah. He was supposed to come back around here and then I was he gonna died. say, wasn't he scheduled for four Yeah, and, then, and then like yeah, I think Indiana killed him just like they killed the dude from ZZ Top. Jeez. Like <laughs> they, he played, they killed the dude from uh Drowning Pool too. Indiana did? This is a very bad uh pun for the name of drowning, but the dude drowned in his own vomit right after they played Ozfest in India, I heard. And he was in drowning pool. Yeah, and he drowned in his own pool of vomit. <laughs> I didn't know like he they played here and then he died. Man, we just—I'm pretty sure. Out. I guess anyone out there don't 100% quote me, but I'm pretty sure that he died either just playing in Indiana or was on their way to Indiana, something like that. But they were playing Ozfest when he died. 
I'm not going anywhere near Indiana. <laughs> hey, my I don't friend, blame you. My friend, he went to go see uh, Old Dirty Bastard, and he was, like, heckling him because he was, like, sitting down the whole time. And I think, like, he died the next day. And I go, fucking Brian, you killed Old Dirty Bastard. And Brian, <laughs> Brian's from Indiana. So, yeah, well, shout out to Brian if he's listening. Anyway, um, yeah, I guess we're a cursed state because, like, this is kind of funny because a lot of – some tours come through here metal-wise, but – a huge majority skip them. There is not a single Indiana date. And I'm like, I don't understand why that is. Maybe like they know that we suck and we can't sell enough. I don't know. Like, I'm not saying we suck, but if you see a lot of tours, they do pass Indiana up. I don't know if we have like a great, I don't know. I can't answer that. I guess. I don't know what it is about. Some tours skip us completely. A lot of them pass Philadelphia up too. Do they? Yeah. Is it is it because if it's a big tour package, there is there a place to hold it there, or do they just think they're gonna lose money going to your? I area? think you have um, the TLA. Hmm. I mean, you, you need a mid sized venue or a, or a stadium. Yeah. There's nothing in between. Hmm. You know, I mean, anything less than that is a bar, and that's not gonna work. Yeah. And anything bigger than you know, so. You have the TLA. I, I don't know how many people that would hold. I'm sure I could check. Hmm. Uh, the TLA is comparable to the truck. Uh, and then you have the electric factory, which was bought by, let's just call it the electric factory. I don't remember what it's, it's probably called the bank of whatever factory, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. bank of Philadelphia factory or whatever. Uh, that place probably holds more people, but not, you know, it depends on the band, I guess. Mm. You know, we, we, we saw Meshuga there, uh, but the bands they all played with, I never heard any of them, which mm. is kind of typical for their tour. Like, they always tour with bands that are, like, up and coming or, or maybe just bands I never heard of. So that maybe that's not fair. Yeah. But uh, if it was, like, Meshuga and, I don't know, Black Label Society or, or uh, Ghost, mm. it probably would be too big. Are too small, rather. Yeah. You know, like two bands that are big enough to draw, like, nah. I, I speaking of them, like they're supposed to play an indie and a huge with Amon and Marth. And I'm like, I don't understand how that band got huge. I don't understand it. Unless Sugar? N- no, Ghost. Oh. <laughs> Ghost? Yeah. Like, I mean, he must worship Satan then because <laughs> I just don't understand. I feel like they're like a wow. modernized Blue Oyster cult. Yeah, but like even Blue Oyster cult ain't that big. Maybe in their heyday, but like right now. I like, saw them in Kokomo yeah. play at the park. See, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like that, like I guess their uh, contract with the devil like is up, but no. I don't understand. Like Ghost is okay, but I don't see it. Like, I don't know why they're as big as they are. You don't All know why they're like an arena band? Yeah. Yeah, like and like King Diamond's been doing this way longer, and he's not gotten that that huge. Maybe he has yeah. in his heyday. Isn't that the dude that has the wife that's always showing her tits in those videos now? That's Ice T. No, Robert Wait, Fripp. Is that his name? Oh, Robert, oh, Robert Fripp. Fripp. Oh, he plays Fripp. in like King, King Crimson. Crimson. Yeah. Oh, okay. Him but and like, Talia Wilcox, they're always making videos, and her titties are always hanging out. It seems like. <laughs> well, like it's funny. That's he's got he's got the life like you know he's can play like crazy prog music and now he doesn't care and now his wife's got a big rack and like he's you know making she's like in her 70s though it's kind of weird it's like you're looking at grandma boobs it's okay but like 
but like the idea is he, he's going viral because of that and he's just enjoying himself like that guy has good the life but no it's not the same person king diamond is you know king diamond but that's all ghost is is like bottom shelf king diamond i said it dollar store king diamond literally <laughs> and like ordered king diamond from wish basically and like king diamonds like you know he's still got it is this range and his stories are cool so it's like i don't understand the ghost thing i know people are going to hate on me for saying that i don't know why they got as big as they are oh back yeah, to... i don't know either I, I don't know enough about them i mean i know like i I understand their shtick and i and i think i picked apart a couple of their songs but mm. i i i would say they're catchy yeah, I haven't given them a very fair shake because it's just not for me, like right off the top. I just right. think of Scooby Doo chase music scenes. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think the guy has like the Phantom of the Opera thing going on or something. Yeah, and he's always like a different person. Like, yeah. he's a different priest, and now he looks like King Diamond. He, <laughs> like... Like, he reminds me of King Diamond for sure, but that's about as far as I ever went. Cause I was like, Oh, this looks like something I wouldn't like. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm saying. He must actually worship the devil while King diamond. It's like, it's like a, basically an act because yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that, I don't goes think worshiping that. the devil really does do anything for you because there'd be so many people doing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'll have to give them a fair shake. Cause it's, it's not fair for me. I don't know the I don't know who the guitar players are. I don't know how many albums they have out. Are any of them actually announced, anyways? Because I thought they all wore masks. They they never really announced their real names. Oh, is that true? That so the one guy could be like, um, like Guar or whatever. Papa Mortis is the guy's name. I thought or or Slipknot. And then whoever played in the band, I thought he had a revolving. I thought he did all of his own music, and then he just had like stage musicians. Yeah, I think that's basically what how he does it. But it's like, how does he? Like I said, he got popular, and then he can afford different people. Every he's time. not even American, is he? I thought he was Swedish. No, or something. he's completely Swedish. But I mean, yeah, it's just confusing. Oh, the singer is the only guy that's like the band. I think so. Yeah, it used to be. I think he was the one that did all the music. He did all the writing. He did all the instruments, and then he just has a group of musicians that go on the road with him. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't think they're actually a part of the band. It could be different now that they've gotten popular, but originally I think that's how it was formed was all just huh. from this one guy. Yeah. So, I didn't know that at all. Cause I think one of the guys tried to sue him. He's like, well, this is my band. So yeah, he yeah. said he wrote all the stuff or some shit. I don't know. It, it's, it, it's, it's, it used to be ghost AD or something like that. Wasn't it? No, they, they're now ghost baby or BC because ghost there was another ghost. Yeah. Kind of like the same problem with him. They couldn't have that name until somebody changed it. Anyway. I thought I thought there was some controversy with their name. I couldn't remember what it was. We were Siberia with an I, and we got threatened to be sued from uh, some the band country. in New York. Oh, damn. Yeah, and we were like, all right. <laughs> I don't think you can legally be sued unless they actually own the copyright to that name. I think at the time... At the time, they were just playing way more gigs than we were, and it just wasn't even worth the trouble. Yeah, just like we're like they were an established band in New York City, and at the time we were still trying to play in New York City, so it made sense to change the name enough that they would just leave us alone. I think that's the first incident of this on our show, like a yeah. band trying to sue another band, threatening to sue another band over a name. 
Yeah, we got. I remember we got a, a lawyer, like a letter in the mail from a lawyer. Oh. And we were just like, 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 why would you sue us? Like, you, it would cost you more money to like take us to court than you would get from us. Wow. We were like, well, we might as well just change it because who cares? It doesn't really matter anyway. If it's just a letter and still the same name, then it's not right. A huge and then we deal. found there's a band in Brazil with the same name. <laughs> so maybe they'll sue us too. Now that I hear this podcast, we're going to be huge in Brazil. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it was weird. Like, I remember, uh, geez, maybe like the second or the third album came out. And all of a sudden we got all these like blips from somewhere in Italy. <laughs> because the... Um, the website that we that we use to upload it has all this tracking algorithm shit in there and it's like like this one place in Italy and we were we were actually thinking about going there and doing like a one-off show if we could justify it nice you couldn't figure out like how it happened like so it was either the a bunch of people mistook us for the the Siberia that, that sounds like tool or somebody just really liked our shit and told like 15 of his friends and then Heard another song. was like, "Nah, these guys suck," and stopped listening. <laughs> My old band had when we released our album. There was album reviews written in another language, and I forget where it was. It was from somewhere in Europe, and there was actually a. You could see it like where the country was. A lot of it was getting downloaded from. It was getting downloaded. I think it was Slovenia, which I don't know if that's. I assume it's still a country. I thought it was one of those. USSR uh, Eastern Bloc, yeah. yeah. I thought it was something to do with the old like Soviet Empire, but mm. we had a bunch of downloads from Slovenia. I was like, this is strange. <laughs> How the hell is anyone from Slovenia of all the random little countries ever heard of us? It's such a cool thing. Because yeah. you could never do that just you know, moseying around whatever town you live in and playing gigs. It's yeah. such a cool thing. It's just how do you capitalize on it? You know, who do you contact? Who? Do you, how did it happen? Right. <laughs> That's how I was trying to figure it out. How the hell did it happen? Yeah, like how did you... We never figured it out. I wish I did. I would have went out to Italy to play a show. This podcast has been downloaded in multiple countries over so far over there. And I'm like in India. And there was some, I think there was maybe one over in like China. Wow. And then it's just strange because it's not a huge podcast or anything like that, but it's just been downloaded, whatever. And I have another podcast that's been downloaded in over 93 different countries so far. That's cool. It's just like, how do these people find it? Yeah. How do they find it? That's weird. That is weird. Back to uh, the drowning pool guy. Why I have this up. He died on August 14th. He was body was found in Virginia the night before on August 13th. They played in Noblesville, Indiana. So at Ozfest. So he did die after playing in Indy. Fucking Indiana. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, they found him on his bus, choked on his, said asphyxiated, but choked on his own vomit. I can't remember if um, a dude from ZZ Top played here and he died a couple of days after, or it was before. Maybe he didn't play the Indiana. Show. I don't remember. I have to look it up. I know they played our our fair, and then he passed away. <laughs> well, according to this, now I'm reading it. It says he didn't actually choke. This says he after they did an autopsy, he drowned. 
It said he had, was undiagnosed until his death that he had hypertrophic cardiomyopathy or whatever the hell that is. I don't know. This <laughs> mm. says heart muscle disease, and that's what killed him. Hmm. I'd heard back then, like 20 years ago, whenever it was now, that he choked on his own vomit. So. That's a whole lot easier to say than whatever you said a minute ago. <laughs> heart failure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. No, don't go to, yeah, don't play there. Rest in peace, old drowning pool dude. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Indiana, man. It's the asshole of the universe. We're <laughs> like the, the it's the, the crossroads of America. It's like it's more like the butt crack of America. <laughs> the armpit. The arm yeah, like we can't have legal marijuana and everybody around us can. It's like if it doesn't make sense at all, like it's <sighs> We got all this corn to make. That's a good crop we could be making. We have lots of fields. I mean, that's a whole nother rant in itself, but it's like. Uh, don't. <laughs> I, it's, it's legal here. Yeah. And it's a it's a goddamn nightmare. Well, how so? It's because it's completely out of control. Oh, it just smells everywhere. It smells everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it smells like weed everywhere. That is fun. I mean, there is that too, like. It's it's gross, right? It does. Yeah. It, it's it's at least around where I live. I mean, the, the places that the places that sell it look like like the, they just had the shittiest name. It's it's obviously a weed place. Like you know, it's like healthy, <laughs> healthy live. We you know like the, just the most generic ass, you know, hemp life. Right, like yeah enhance like okay dude like you're you're selling whatever the places are all cash okay so they're they're like friggin' fort knox you got a guy outside strapped a guy inside strapped you walk in glass everything you know through the money through the slot that kind of thing yeah uh and yeah i mean apparently to get a, a card is like a joke you just call whoever and give the guy 250 and tell them you get a headache, and there you go. You got your card. Uh, I'm not necessarily anti anything. I, it's it's not for me, but mm. I I'm definitely anti like hey, dude, driving your car with no tail lights. Maybe you could take a break from getting high too at the same time, and like take care of your shit. <laughs> you know, because it's it's embarrassing. There, like right. we have a lot of traffic around here, and a lot of those what I just call dead kid shrines because that's what happens when little kids get killed by cars around here. Mm. They, they build these like shrines with like dolls and, and flowers and shit. And they just, and, and nothing is more pathetic than like when it rains and you drive past one of those and it's, and it's all salt, like soggy dead kid grave from some asshole that ran him over because he was fucking around with his phone high, you know? So I, again, I, I'm super biased because I mostly teach kids, so I'm like super empathetic to this kind of thing. So when right. I'm driving around and I smell it, or just see a dude with a, like a fucked up car, or a guy who's like glancing down constantly that's in front of me, I'm like immediately pissed off <laughs> because it just it happens way too much. Right. And driving, it's it's you know you're driving impaired. So if, if you got headaches or you need to get high all the time, maybe get off the road. I don't know. Right. No, that makes sense. Man, that's a that's a really dreary song right there. The whole uh, 
wet grave. Oh, it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 really sad. Yeah, you know, I'm a... not trying to. I'm not trying no. to be funny about it at all. It's oh no. In in at least like three you directions. A, you definitely gave me a pic, painted a picture right there though. That's pretty insane. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah, and, and and it's not. I mean, it's, there's one on on. Uh, I guess that's brute one of a of a um like a guy you know construction worker guy doing you know road work that got cl- got clobbered by somebody. So now they have like a like a cross on the side of the road with his like not his but like one of those like fucking uniforms and a hat. Yeah, we got one of those out here. Yep. Yeah, like what the fuck, like, Jesus, dude. Yeah. But then people are crazy and they can't drive to begin with. So, it, you know, it could be a lot of crazy people out there. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the traffic around here is, is super, super bad. Mm. And everybody drives like their brain is like, you know, replaced. Chicago. It's Chicago. You know, to me, Philadelphia sounds like Chicago. It's like it's big cities. They got, they got legal weed. It smells like weed everywhere in Chicago. And you're like, where the fuck's that coming from? I thought Chicago smelled more like piss. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I guess it depends on where you're at, but no, it smells like weed because it's legal there and you know, you'll get a whiff of it like in traffic jam. Like, where the fuck's that coming from? And like, you know, like he said about the whole uh, guy with his uniform as a memorial, I'm sure there's like a couple of them there and then there's just trash everywhere. Like everybody looks depressed and then you get in a traffic jam. Everybody looks annoyed. It's like, wow, if it's the big cities, man, they're just kind of big and depressing. I don't know if it was after the riots that started happening during the, the George Floyd stuff mm. or or maybe it was before that and I just wasn't driving around as much because I was trying not to spend money. Yeah. But like there has been just basically like a a, a silent handshake, like any kind of like you know, Ricky Tack thing, we're not, we're just not gonna pull people over for anymore around here. It, people driving with cars that should not be on the fucking road. Huh. You know, no taillights, no headlights, both. Guy hits his brakes and the lights don't go. Like, I've seen this, like, a lot. <laughs> you know, hmm. people driving like it's the freaking Wild West. And wow. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I Like, a couple times, I, I like going out for walks at night, you know, because a lot of time I'm in, in this office or at the studio working. And I'll go for walks and night, put podcasts on, and cars will just blow past me that I can't even see. Shit. You know, or cars that are just smashed up, or cars that are tended to the, you know, whatever. Like, you know, again, how many shrines do we have to build? Like, right. hopefully not yours, you know, if they don't see to, you. Do we need to build a pyramid? Like, Jesus Christ. Wow. So, yeah, it, it's sad. And I don't know, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm friends with a couple cops and, and, I've kind of like tiptoed around it a couple times. Like, yeah, what's going on here? Like, and what they told me is they're busy with like crazier shit. Mm. It's not that there's been a, a, a you know, a, a whatever, a, a whatever you want to call it. It's, it's that they're busy doing like, you know, more important, <laughs> you know. They got more important things to worry about, like murders rather than yeah, murders and, and Yeah, murders and ODs and things like that. Mm. Traffic so, stops for brake lights don't really matter when people are getting shot up all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's real crazy. People, people are all pissed off all the time. <laughs> oh man, it's like, is it the really the decline of societies as we know it? Huh. Uh, blame, blame it on the devil lettuce. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd you'd think people would be a lot more chill if that was the case, but smells that bad so much. I think, Um, like, the the second they started charging people to park in hospitals is really when it started going downhill. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) I'm here to get... I'm here to get my tonsils removed. That'd be twenty bucks a, a day. Yeah, you you guys don't have that. Not yet. I mean, our oh. hospitals aren't that, our hospitals aren't that big. So, oh, uh, I was yeah. at one last week that was actually pretty big, and I went to the wrong building. I had someone drive me because I'd have three MRIs done, and I was at the wrong side of the place. And they said, "Oh, security will come pick you up," and a police officer come drive around and pick me up. I was like, "Well, it's the first time I've rode in a cop car before," and. <laughs> She got a picture. Uh, he drove me to the other side. And he's like, I was like, thank you. Appreciate it. It's like, at least I wasn't going to jail on my first trip in a cop car. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, this was down in Indy. So it was, I was like, I never realized how big this fucking place was. Oh, the hospital there? Yeah. Yeah. Been there once, twice. But no, that reminds me like, I know it's a total. Maybe it should be on your other podcast about the conspiracies, but I always wonder, like, <laughs> now that weed is legal, right? Like, apparently there's places making it, but like, who really knows if it's because the government or some branches that let it be legal, but are they not lacing it themselves with things versus you buying your shit from like a guy's house back in the day where he'd grow it in his yard? All now I know is now it's on a, a bigger level. And it's like, is it really this? It's like apparently more powerful now. Because of that, it's like, is that really good for you? You know? The shit that I bought out when we went to Vegas was called Super Mario. <laughs> and I was pissed off because I, I didn't get anything from it. Like, I thought I was going to be going to the Magic Kingdom, Mushroom Kingdom, whatever. And I seen Bowser's cock. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't feel anything. So we ended up having to go to Mike Tyson's dispenser, and I got another big one. <laughs> and let's just say that one was good. Whatever I got from the random mass dispensary that was called Super Mario was a super waste of fucking money. <laughs> super shit. Yeah. Super shitty. Uh, I don't know where. Well, I I know in in Delaware there's a there's a farm. Let's just call it, I guess. You mm. know, and it's big. It's very very big, um, and it's you know the same code mandates all that shit. Like it's it, apparently it's like very closely watched over hmm. you know uh but yeah i don't know i mean pretty hmm. big ass pretty big business right now right it's a it's, it's I, I, like I, like it's legal but is is it the causing the decline of society in some ways because of that you know like as you're saying like all these careless drivers are high and it's like i wonder if that's attributing to like the downtrodden I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know like during COVID, a lot of people drank. Oh, shit. I said it. Shit. Anyway. I was trying not to say it. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, I think. I have to mark this one, fucker. <laughs> it's 1028 p.m. <laughs> I think um, a lot of the, the, at least what I, what I saw when we were coming back, when I was doing uh, theater jobs, um, what happens is a lot of the high schools will hire professional musicians to play in, in orchestras mm. when they do musicals. So like if they did Oklahoma or some shit like that, um, you know, they'd hire people like me and we would do the shows. And the year after the event, yeah. uh, 
they had a, they had the kids that they had were were like uh i don't know how to i don't know how to call it uh they 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 were they were damaged as they i'm not saying that in a in a you know they they had lingering effects of everything that happened to them mm. you know they had a hard time being on a stage and being around lots of people yeah. and, and and selling and and you know doing all that stuff when they may have been fine before and that never really stopped every class of kids they saw coming up for since then has been that way that they had to basically reinstate their their lives like hey you're not you're, they're not ha i don't think they're having a conversation but it's just like we need to like get them used to the idea again of like here's how things actually used to be mm. you know they're not i don't know what you want to call traumatize like yeah, PTSD, ptsd yeah, yeah. stigmatize whatever mm. um because the kids you know and and it's it's been lessened like it's less but at the same time that's probably like everybody you know mm. around, around here people are vicious like you know you'd have uh i'm i'm i follow like the high school i went to on facebook and they have lockdowns all the time and one of them there was a fight with uh two students and then you know they post on social media that there's a lockdown uh and then they bring in the parents and the parents get into a fight so then they have to have a lockdown again <laughs> the hell it's like prison <laughs> they have lockdowns wow. all the time so wow. you know it's it, it may be twice as lingering for you know adults with all the stress of like how am i gonna have a normal you know all the all the bills and everything else and stress and you know who knows man i'm not a psychiatrist me neither <laughs> it's it's it probably contributes yeah i mean I, I would think the majority of people are kind of back to how they are for the most part. I think, I mean, you know, you got a few cases where they just still not comfortable yet, which, you know, I'm sure they'll hopefully like find their way back. So to speak. <laughs> it's pretty much normal here. Yeah. Um, unless you go to a hospital. Oh yeah. They're still pretty, being careful still which yeah. that is totally fine it's hospital you could be exposed to anything nowadays so yeah yeah mm. um, that makes sense the dentist like I, I went to the dentist today and uh nothing no 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 it used to be where you had to call them um they were crazy with the protocol actually so you pull up in the freaking parking lot and then you call them and then they make sure you're the only patient coming in and then you come in masked and, and the woman who, or the, the, the woman who helped me anyway, she's wearing like the spacesuit doc Brown had when he had the plutonium, like, <laughs> like the big bag, like when they captured. ET, yeah. 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 I remember that the big spacesuit with the, with the oxygen tank, yeah. the big glass thing. And like, like the CDC level shit. Yep. To you know, clean my freaking teeth. <laughs> right, like, I I feel like worse things are in your mouth naturally anyway. But whatever, <laughs> you know, tonsil stones, delicious. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So it used to be like that. It wasn't like that today. No. The last time I was there, which was uh, 
I guess six, seven months ago was like, like that. Yeah. So there's still people that are, you know, feeling the effects, like as far as protocol, I haven't been to the DMV, um, but I need to go there and get the, um, take the permit test for the, uh, drivers, the, the motorcycle exam. Uh, and I'm, I mean, the DMV is like purgatory to begin with, but right. I, I can't imagine if they're doing, if they still have a mask mandate. They still have that shit right now there? Like in general? Like, is what you're saying? If it's a state building, probably. Yeah, I haven't been. Oh, to man. They, I feel like they dropped that a long time ago for me. Like when I went to get and the license renewed, I needed like 20,000 forms of like ID, but like, you know, like it wasn't. Yeah, we've been lenient for a while now. Yeah, wow. I don't know. I I drive past um one of the DMVs all the time, so I should see what it's like outside if they're doing, mm. you know, they do the, the the parking test and all that shit, and uh, if they're <laughs> if they're masked outside, people still drive around with masks in the driving by themselves. Right. So no, I, I, sometimes I notice that too. I'm like, well, I never under fucking stood that. Like you're in a vehicle by yourself and you're driving with your windows closed up and you're rocking a mask. Like, are you trying to prevent your own breathing on yourself? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Unless they're delivering food for Uber Eats and it's like a, you know, corporate loop, you know, corporate rule or something like that. I don't, right. I don't understand it either. But hey. You know, sometimes I drive and I don't listen to music because it makes me crazy. So <laughs> I do enjoy driving without noise. Like I just drive without a radio on or anything. And really, I don't. I hate the sound of like the road and the like. <laughs> some, sometimes that's how I think. I don't get distracted. I just yeah. I'm, I'm just lost in my thoughts. Other times, if I'm listening to music, I try and pay attention to that and not pay attention. I'm think very or much the same way. Sometimes it's just good to get out of your head sometimes and sometimes it's just good to just listen to yourself think mm -hmm. i don't yeah. i don't like when the windows open i hate that noise like i have to have music <laughs> or windows closed i'm like because they'll go blah, 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 blah. i'm like will you shut that damn window <laughs> <laughs> but i like listening to music and anything that takes away from it like wind noise i'm like no that ruins the sound of what i'm listening you know i guess i'm weird i guess i'm weird here sorry but whatever I think we're the weird ones. I don't, honestly, I think. I mean, if you guys got, but they, you know, thoughts and you want to like just chill out and think, then <laughs> that's fine. You're you're totally concentrated on that. But for me, I don't want to hear road noise, or whatever. And yeah. Oh well. Huh. Yeah. So, so like I said, like since you're again, you're from Philly. Like, I guess well, your way of life is a lot different from what I'm guessing, because from indiana you know that's interesting to hear that that how things are still going on where you live you know yeah not as much but not, right while, like like i said hospital yeah uh, but not <clears throat> a dentist probably uh i wonder if the post office is still because the the mailman doesn't have to when he comes out and delivers the mail mm. uh so i don't know i think I think it's been more a little more lenient. It, it used to be doing theater, or uh, it was masked the entire time. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't care. I don't care still. Like, do you have any? Never mind. Do you have any like crazy theater stories or anything like in that kind of? Yeah, know, I mean, it depends on. <laughs> it's usually stories of just me fucking something up. Oh, okay. Or or somebody else like, 
I mean, that's why it's fun to do those shows is because they're real. Like it, there's so many things that could go wrong. Mm. Uh, and it's incredible that they don't, <laughs> you know, mm. um, you know, people, uh, like simple stuff. Like, um, when I did little shop of horrors, um, <laughs> in, um, the beginning of March, um, the kid who played, um, the, the, the guy who owns the shop, mm. they had this very like elaborate stage that looks like the shop, you know? And it had like a real glass window and they did stuff with that later. And, and, um, there was a clock on the door or, or like on the wall or some shit like that. And there's a door and he came through the door. And one time he came through the door and the clock hands like moved. Right. Because there's other parts of the show where like somebody would move the clock and it like, you didn't see them. And it was like, Oh, it's six o'clock. We should leave. You know, yeah. but you know, he, he came in the door and the clock hands moved somehow. And he like went with it. He's like, why are you still here? It's eight o'clock at night. Like, and everybody started laughing because it didn't make any sense. You know, it's a ghost. Yeah. Like <laughs> shit, like stupid shit like that happens all the time. Um, but then like crazier things happen. Like, like, um, you know, somebody's amplifier, like just fucking, starts acting up or, or picks up radio waves or, you know, and then like the guy's trying to screw around with it, you know, it's just like everything's burning now because like everything's on fire because no one, the guy missed his cue or the guitar sounds like shit or, you know, <laughs> somebody doesn't play right. Or, I mean, there's so many things. Hmm. There's so hmm. many stories like, like that. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I would not even know where to begin. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure, yeah. <laughs> Doing those shows is super fun. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, I I feel like if I told you too many stories, I'd be burning people at the stake right now. No, nah, it's okay. Uh, but <laughs> usually, like, the, the thing that's really great about doing that work is, like, people who can't do it usually just don't get calls again. Mm. You know, where I think in the rock and metal scene – guys and, and gals who are like toxic, they just continue to be toxic. They just continue to like latch on to people, latch on to, to clubs and just continue doing whatever they're doing. And they never get called out on it. Sounds familiar, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you see these guys and it's like, like, this is a perfect example. I, I remember this, this, this one guy, we were trying to find a bass player for a, a show we were going to do for the rockabilly act. And we, I really wanted to do this show because I knew it was going to go over well and there was going to be a lot of people there. And I knew the owner and, and he was going to put us on in a good time. So it was like perfect. And I could not find a bass player. And I was, you know, talking to everybody I know. So I finally got in touch with this guy and he's like, I will be there. You know, I'll, I have the set, the whole thing. And he just didn't show up. <laughs> He just oh, didn't boy. show up and, and we went on and, and we were at the show and I'm texting the guy and he just stopped answering me. Oh, whoa. and it's, it's a three piece band. So yeah, like bass player, drummer and a guitar player who sings. So if the bass player ain't there, like it's pretty obvious. Right. Mm. And, and I just said, fuck it, we're doing it. <sighs> so we went up there and did it. And this one guy came up to me after the show and he was like, I drove here from Maryland to see you guys. And that I was just like, dude, if I ever see this guy again, 
there's going to be a fucking problem. Right. So that was like, I don't know, three years ago, four years ago, whatever, five years ago. And like a month or two ago, this guy sent me a message, the guy who no showed the gig. And he's like, Hey, uh, I'm trying to put put together a eighties cover band. Are you interested? And I was like, I was like, you don't remember me, do you? Oh, <laughs> like I could scroll up and still see the messages of this conversation. And he wow. couldn't, I'm like, dude, the last time I talked to you, you no showed a gig. Like you just disappeared. And he was like, Oh, well I had something wrong with my eye and all this stuff. I was like five years ago. Right. I was he's doing like, smack. Oh. Right. So he's like, I just don't remember. So I just screenshotted every, the whole conversation. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I'm really sorry. I, I don't, you know, I don't remember this happening, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what's what, what the fuck do you want, dude? Like what, what, what do you want? Oh, well, I'm going to do this thing. I'm like, how many gigs do you want to play a year? Uh, I'll get back to you. I was like, no, I'm not interested, dude. You know, just take your cover band, get lost. Like, fuck off. Do you have like a bass player problem in your area as well? Like with the lack of them? No, uh, no. we have for me, because, you know, this is a, a, a problem that I have because I'm, I, I, I have a problem now if it's like somebody that just doesn't have experience. So like we're trying to find a drummer and or a bass player or whatever. And, and if it's somebody that just doesn't like know how things work, I'm just like not interested. Mm. I'm just like totally not. If it's not, they don't have to be able to read, like read a chart, although that helps a lot. Um, but like if, if they can't, if they're not good at communicating or they don't understand, you know, like what they're supposed to do in a band, like, Yes, you're supposed to go see other bands and, and talk to people so they know that you exist and that you care and that mm -hmm. you want to share whatever you guys can share to build each other up, like those types of things. Yeah. Or, you know, I should be at practice at the time I said. Or if we're splitting rent, I should be paying my side of the rent without being chased or having excuses or like just being a friggin' adult. Right. You know? Yep. I don't have a lot of patience for that anymore. And it's, it's a problem of mine. <laughs> yeah. But if you got burnout enough, I could see why it's like, it gets old quick. Yeah. But yeah. I, I had the same problem with promoters. Huh. Uh, if a promoter will put us on a show and like not offer us something, you know, look, I can't pay you, you know, whatever your minimum is, but I can give you drink tickets and I can pay you like this much. At least you have enough gas to get home. Something make like just show some respect that me coming here has some meaning to you where we've done show we've done shows where the guy just didn't pay us didn't give us anything and he's just like yeah well you know exposure what what do you want like you, <laughs> what do you there's 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 25 people here in four bands like you know what do you want a be like anything a beer buy me a beer and I'm, i'll be happy with that shouldn't they know like what's expected like you weren't going to play free so they should be like think ahead that well i got to give them something as far as pay you know nope no they don't <laughs> think oh wow no they just they don't yeah oh that's just that's that's dandy yeah <laughs> yeah so wow. that you know i i for for the rockabilly thing it's since it's such an easier sell we usually just have a, a flat minimum 
you know, but if it's the metal band, we usually split that band, split that show with a lot of other bands. So this is something that's like, we're either going to have the conversation beforehand or if it's a promoter, we don't know, see, feel it out and see what, if, how they do it, how they run things, you know? Mm. And if it's just like, they don't do anything, it's like, okay, well, they don't do anything then. Like, (laughs) do you like do trade show as far as the metal bands? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That's still a that's still an art out art out there, correct? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's just tougher because the distance would be the fact. Yeah. Yeah. That you know. A lot of times. Like we it's... we would love to go out to play St. Vitus in Brooklyn. Mm. Great club. It's just we need to know we need to know bands that are out there, and be able to offer them something here. Yeah. You know, and that's a tough. That's that's tough. Mm. We have the. Kind of the same problem. I think we just got one venue that I can trade show with, but like that's about it, you know, yeah. like as far as our area. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's definitely like I want to do that, but it's like I don't have anything to offer other than this one venue and no other ones. And again, I think hopefully we go on a, some sort of incline, but I can't expect much, you know, the way things are. <laughs> It'll probably get worse. That's what I'm afraid of too. Yeah. I, I I think part of it too is just, I mean, the the sameness of music production right now, Mm. everything sounds the same. My God. And it's because everybody's using the same plugins, the same fake drums, the same everything. Guilty. No, I mean, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I I made a post today. It was just like, yeah, in, in another like universe, drummers are using plugins to replace guitar players all right you know and and like that is a factor there's something to that i mean this record we did just now we did it live in a room no click track oh wow overdubs brave (laughs) And, and and it sounds like that like it sounds like guys in a room playing and it sounds like markedly different even if I go from that to, you know, my reference mixes, it's mar- it doesn't sound like like the stuff that we're listening to, even close. Hmm. And it, for better or for worse, you know. Hmm. Uh, and and I, I you know, I have a problem with that because I think it's an unrealistic expectation. Uh, I don't think music's supposed to be like straight on a grid. Hmm. Even music that's technical that you know has a high degree of all that i think that there's still room for movement and breath um you know that's definitely the first thing i noticed when doing musical theater is how many tempo changes and slight adjustments there are in even in single songs how many stops and starts and slows down and speeds up and all these types of things that happen and none of it happens in recorded like well, not none of it, but it's it's infrequent. <laughs> right. Not, it's not a characteristic uh, of like modern metal production. Modern metal production sounds like you put the drums on a grid, like you were using a drum machine, and you use the same plug-in that Periphery used. <laughs> and and right. there you go, like you're yeah. done. And it's like, well, how come no one comes to see us? It's like because you sound like every other thing out there. Why would I see you? Why? What? What makes you special? It's a lot of deathcore bands that sound like that. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, again, this, like my punk rock 
thing. Like, why you're supposed to be rebels? <laughs> right. Why are, you, why are you aping the style of popular things if you're supposed to be against it? Right. So it's 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 philosophical. It's it's not. It hasn't equaled money. It hasn't equaled more popularity. Right. It hasn't equaled anything. It just equaled make it easier and cheaper. Hmm. You know, which I guess, but yeah, it's so. I think that that's part of it. We we see that all the time, and I, I just laugh because it's it's funny to me. We'll see these bands with like the band's got wireless units, Axe Effects, Kempers, big you know professional in-ear monitors like yeah. touring rigs yeah wireless units they're playing the same shitholes we are yeah i know <laughs> you're never gonna dig yourself out of the hole you just dug <laughs> for what yeah no one's here <sighs> yeah i don't understand yeah like i have it's funny i have a fractal only because of like convenience just because like it's small and it's carried around i can make it sound good but i don't know if i sound like anybody else because i kind of try to you know but yeah like the i mean that's the that's the market though like if the kids see that they're like oh well i could sound like them and i'll have that's exactly right i'm gonna have my job and i'm gonna just put that much money into that gear and that's it's basically the how it is just because of marketing of that it's marketing product. yeah now like i i use like easy drummer for my shitty demos but the shitty demos aren't like the, the means to an end is to just have my drummer play the real thing right and it's just to get me like songwriting wise basically when it comes down to it like i'm more worried about the songwriting part and you know just what i would throw out there and come up with then like i would get a decent sound and it makes me happy to play but I guess I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> no, and I don't mean it like, believe me, this is like my own, like, fucked up philosophy. Right. You know, and it's it's just because I I I came from, like, I have the same thing. I, I bought an Axe Effects. I did a bunch of work like that. And, and I was like, this is doing nothing for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this isn't helping me. I don't sound any better. Like I, I'm going back to like the most, and, and it really, when I started doing the rockabilly stuff, I was like, this thing just does not cut the mustard. Like it's not even close to what I need. Yeah. So I went back to like the most bare bones bullshit and, and it's just so much easier. <laughs> right. You don't have to go through menus and shit. You just, it's so it's, much it, easier. It is, and, yeah. And, the thing that the thing that really like started changing my mindset when I started seeing these bands is when I started when I was running my own business and I was like, like I would have to justify all that shit to an accountant. Why did you buy all this stuff? Well, I need it <laughs> for this. No, you don't. <laughs> right. The stuff like the stuff that I buy that I need, I have to like really legitimately justify. If I have to buy another banjo or ukulele or another mandolin or picks, strings, like basic shit, right? Mm. I can justify it by saying I have X amount of shows to do, X amount of money coming in by doing the shows. I could never dig myself out of the hole these guys have dug in just buying like the top of the line gear 
to sound just as good as, as everybody else. It's not, it's not like they sound bad or, or anything like that. It's just, mm. it, 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 you could spend that money in such better places. That's or very not, true. Or not spend it at all. No, it's funny the, the guitar world when they were cool. They, well, they're cool now, but back in the day when they stopped having metal in their magazine, they, there's one quote, which I'll never forget. And to this day, I kind of like it. It says, uh, you don't need better gear. You just need better ideas. Yeah. And again, I'm somewhat, I'm not saying I'm minimalistic with my gear, but it's like, that shit ain't going to write songs. No. You could have any expensive whatever, but like, if you can't write a song, you know, on a, something cheap, then you're not, you're missing the whole point of making music, you know? shit has been written on cheaper things so it's all about the ideas you have to present the guitar isn't gonna like a new guitar ain't gonna magically make you write a new song it's just it's, a tool it's just a tool yeah basically it's just a tool i explained that to a few people they don't get it but for me it's, it's a tool it turns into a tool literally in your hand you don't think about what it's made out of like no string gate it just turns into something an extension of your arm and it's mm -hmm. kind of when, when you're in the zone that's what happens like earlier i was working on something that was just the extension of it i don't know so yeah i get it <laughs> in a way yeah yeah i i like i remember um i was teaching this guy uh who uh he's like a, a he works at a car dealer he's like the head of the guy at the car like that whatever they would call him the guy who runs the car dealer right so like every deal that comes through so he's a pretty successful dude and uh he had the Jimmy Page Les Paul. Like okay, however much that thing costs. Probably yeah, probably a lot. Fuck Five, those. six, seven grand, right? Yeah, yeah. Taking guitar lessons. He didn't sound anything like Jimmy Page. No, no. He just sounded like him with Jimmy Page's guitar. Right. That's yeah, that's <laughs> that's the old story. Like you know, you play after Van Halen's rig, you're gonna sound like shit. You ain't gonna sound like Eddie Van Halen. No. You're gonna sound totally different yeah so. so you know i don't know if you guys have ever been to the nam the nam trade show the well, i'd love to go to that actually but it's yeah. never yeah if you like gear that's the place to go yeah uh if, if you want to meet famous people that's the place to go yep because they're yep. all doing demos or doing clinics getting drunk later yeah drunk. I, I hear yeah um <laughs> the best story I could think of is my friend Vinny. Uh, he saw Toast and Abasi there, nice doing a clinic, and everybody watching him looked like the comic book guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Dude, this guy sucks." He's like, "No one cares about this guy except other guitar players," which is the worst thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's how power metal shows are. They're usually the comic book guy from The Simpsons, like <laughs> crossing their arms to the band they don't like. Right, right. I do not it's, like this. Yeah, it, it's it's weird that it's a stereotype, but it is, and it's like it is for a reason. Holy shit, yeah. man! <laughs> Comic book guy. Yeah, it's so funny, but yeah, that's a place to go for gear for sure. Yeah, the, they just they just had it, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I know the one store. He's always say he's always saying that I could. He's got passes all the time because he's never gonna go. But it's like. That's one expensive trip. Anyway, you got to find a place to stay and probably eat out of a trash can. And one day I'll go just to say I did. And that'd be it, you know. Whatever. You should definitely go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you should go. Um, yeah. It's not as big as it used to be. 
Well, no, thanks, Gibson, thanks to Gibson's the not there anymore. The Fender's beast. not there. The beast, yeah. And and also like just the way to sell things has changed so much. Yeah, it's it's a I guess in a, in a way it's a strange decline as well. You know, like it's just cheaper to make a YouTube video. Yeah, it's true, and have like pay, some pay influencers to. There's another yeah. That's another thing that I ran about. Like every influencer gets the same fucking product. And it's like, I don't want to see fucking six videos of the same fucking thing with the a different influencer. Like, I hate that shit. I'm sorry. Oh, like, yeah, I don't like it either. It fucking bothers me. I mean, I guess I'm rant the one ranting now, <laughs> but I hate that shit because it's then they're in a nice little studio or whatever using it. And it's like, okay, it sounds good to them. And usually they're since they say they're not paid, but they don't really have anything bad to say about whatever it is. It's like this does not help me at all. Like sometimes YouTube is very polarizing to, for me to find something that I'm looking up and it's like, Oh, this gets giving me nothing. Whatever happened to the old amateur guy that fucking plays something. It's like, Oh, he made it sound okay with the shitty setup he had. I, I'd, I'd rather choose that than the slick ones, slick looking ones. I get it. You know? I think you just came up with a YouTube channel that hasn't been done. Is that if you had, you go out and buy like a $99, you know first act guitar sure and you run that through all the you know whatever the rig is yeah that's your you know you're going to test out amps but you're going to use the shittiest guitar <laughs> so you're really going to hear what the amp can do right actually i think my friend had said <laughs> something about that it's like play a shitty piece of thing through that and that would <laughs> give you the actual yeah that'd be a interesting thing so many yeah, I just I just can't get I can't get with the uh the YouTube influencers. I just, uh No, I think it's pretty bad. It's it's I mean there's a few of them that did it way before it got huge and I, I commend them. I'm not gonna say names just to give them more credentials, but some of them would do it a long time before they broke out and it's cool, but man, I it just sounds like an exhausting job to constantly try to outdo the next guy. Yeah. Fuck and, that. I think we're gonna have to wrap this one up here. Oh yeah, we're going on. <laughs> yeah, we're going. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, that's been over two hours now. Um, Ooh. I know you sent a song that you'd like to have it featured at the end of the episode, which is what we do on every episode. We always feature a song at the end of the episode of whatever material from the person we interviewed. So if you want to talk about a little bit of about it. Uh, I don't have anything like particular about, uh, this song. I mean, it's more, um, the way I write is more stream of consciousness. Um, I really struggled when I was younger with people being able to write faster than me and instead of really just focusing on myself. Yeah. Uh, so what I did was, um, I read Stephen King's book on writing, which is like a great book to read if you want to be a, a better musician or better anything, really, because it's simple. And all he said was, uh, you know, if you want to be good at something, you just have to make the time for it. And if you don't make the time for it, then you're not going to be able to do it. So uh, what I would do is uh, for four hours or five hours or maybe less, 
uh, I would put white noise on headphones and I would just write in a journal, like the first thing that popped into my mind. And uh, I would just write that stream of consciousness. So like I, if I saw something in my mind, I would just like try to watch it like a movie and not try to influence it and then just fill pages of whatever happened or whatever I thought my way through. Um, and then I would take that and then I would just turn it into a song by pulling all the action words out. And then I'd have a, some sort of a weird story uh, that I didn't really have any influence on. I tried to not to anyway. Um, and then I would sit at the piano and, and write the song or the guitar or whatever. Um, so metal songs and, and all the stuff, really, I, that's how I do everything. Um, I, anything I ever tried to do where I tried to like consciously write a song about a person or somebody else or a, a situation, it was always, I just didn't feel good about it. And it, it took way too long. It didn't feel right. But if I do it this way, it does feel right. And I can consistently get things done like easily. So that's what works for me. It's, it's super weird compared to how most people do it that I've talked to. Uh, but I can consistently do it. Uh, so that's really the only thing that matters. I, it doesn't even matter if it's good. It's really just, do I get it done? Mm. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Where can anyone out there listening, find your information about your music and the bands you play in? Uh, it's all over Spotify. Yeah. Uh, all, all three of the albums are up there now. The single that you're going to play is up there now. Um, and the album will be up there within probably within a week or two. Uh, and the Rockabilly stuff, we just play that stuff. There's no records done. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to come and see us. Yeah. Right on. Well, Michael, I definitely appreciate you coming out and talking with Ed and I tonight. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm really happy to have met you guys. Appreciate no, you having me on. Good, 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 good chatting. Yeah. yeah. Especially from your era, area. Just nice to hear about all that and, you know, what's going on in Philly. <laughs> yeah. Indiana yeah. seems like a hoot. <laughs> they call it a flyover state for a reason. <laughs> yeah. But again, I definitely appreciate it. And, uh, Anyone out there still listening, if you want to be on Dark Side of the Scene, send an email to Brandon at DarkSideOfTheScene.com and we'll get you scheduled. We're going to roll on out of here, so good night, everyone. All right, man. Take care.
Till they're too worthless to sell 